This is Lake Effect on Muskoka Magazine, a town of Gravenhurst broadcast podcast. Happy New Year to you and uh, happy January. I'll be your host, Jason Harnett. And today on the program, we welcome back Gravenhurst Mayor Paul Kelly and number 29, Graham Murray. Councillor Graham Murray. How are you guys? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy, New happy New Year. 2020. You know, I was thinking of you, Graham, uh, watching the uh, the hockey over the weekend, and uh, maybe it brought back memories for you as well because you were in Russia with oh, the Paralympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, I mean, that was you know my last games were in in 2014 with the Canadian national sledge hockey team, or I guess para ice hockey team as they as they go by these days. Um, yeah, it's always it's always heartwarming to see to see the boys perform so well, um, and you know it can I, it's nice that I have memories of that. Um, and it's you know, something I enjoy uh, this time of year. Um, besides being a counselor, are you still active in, in sledge hockey? So as many people know, I retired after the games in Sochi. Those were my fourth Paralympic Games. Um, so quite a, quite a long and fun and exciting career for me. And I had to start thinking about uh, you know, getting a real job, quote unquote. <laughs> a couple of air quotes there. Uh, so I'm really enjoying my time back in Gravenhurst, being uh, with council and the, engaging my own activities here, trying to uh, mentor, as, as I, I try to put it, some, some youth and help them engage in, in what they want to accomplish. As you mentioned, sort of that next stage, getting a real job. What um, what got you interested in local politics? Honestly, uh, the council and the town is a way that I saw to give back, really, to Gravenhurst because. Uh, being from Gravenhurst, born and raised here, um, Gravenhurst, the town and its residents really supported me as an athlete, right? I didn't have to really stress too hard uh, when I was training. I didn't have to look for support. I always knew that it was there um, when I was getting dressed to get on the ice, when I was on the ice, when I was going through a tough time competing. Uh, I could think about the people that were back home, you know, supporting me as an athlete. So really the best way for me to give that back was to, to be a part of council and help, help direct our future. So we're into a new decade. You survived a full year of being a counselor. And some, yeah. Uh, Ward 5? Ward 5, yeah. Tell us about your ward. Uh, North of Winewood uh, goes north to Bracebridge, east to Bethune, and west to, I guess, Ungerman Park area. Um, You know, really great neighborhoods. That's that's, uh, some of those neighborhoods I've grown up in, spent a lot of time in, went to school at Beach Grove for for half my public school career. Um, So, you know, I know a lot of those neighborhoods. But to be honest... um, new people in the area like there's a so some some new neighborhoods and they've turned over since i since i lived in that area um but i had a really great time getting to know them as i campaigned and getting to know what they wanted um all kinds of things came up healthcare, transportation a lot of the stuff the town doesn't specifically deal with things you may have known <laughs> may, may have thought never existed yeah, yeah yeah and honestly a lot of the stuff i deal with on my own you know as a resident of gravenhurst being in a wheelchair um Things that have come up on my own radar and and things that I've put some thought towards and hopefully we can, um, you know, start discussing at council. Mm -hmm. So obviously with the new decade, we want to think about moving forward, but also we do want to, you know, look back on on the first year as a counselor for yourself. Was it everything that you thought or imagined it to be? Was it, uh, did it go by fast? Was it exciting for you? So, you know, coming from a sport background, um, sort of the the mental game is uh what you can do to be mentally prepared for these these kind of activities and uh one thing i did was visualize as an athlete Uh, i tried to get away from visualizing how other people would behave at council so what i what i tried to do was um really 
trying to engage with my with my counterparts at, at the council table and have uh, engaging conversations with them so that we could accomplish something together. Uh, so I don't want to pick out one single item at the at on on the agenda. We've we've discussed a lot of things, some popular, some not. But what I'm really proud of is, uh, and I'm sure the mayor can attest to this, is our ability as councillors to to communicate with each other and resolve something um, that in a way that most people are happy with. How about the volume of information that you're expected to go through and and um, and be knowledgeable about? Has that been overwhelming for you? Or uh, you know, I've had to sort of set my alarm clock much earlier. So <laughs> you know, it used to be yeah, you have a new baby girl. Yeah, yeah. Right? I think that's, that's the too, alarm so, clock. You know? <laughs> uh, she's been good to us. About two months in, she started sleeping twelve hours a night. So we're not wow. complaining about that. Okay. Knocking on wood there, mm-hmm. but that really has given me an opportunity to get up early. So basically, my day is I'm, I'm up between five and five thirty. I'm going through my emails, trying my best to respond to them, um, so I can go to work during the day. Um, you know, keep up with a couple of phone calls at lunch, or you know, a couple of radio interviews here and there, uh, and then go home and take care of the family. Uh, and then, and then uh, you know, Claudia and Mealy have been very supportive of me to get away to, to council as well. Is that sort of what you do, Mayor, as well? You get up early, too? You must get up <laughs> every at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Some days I do, actually. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, and how about in, in terms of involvement with committees? Have you, uh, have you participated in, in that oh, aspect? Oh, for sure. Yeah, one thing, uh, one thing the mayor, mayor was very clear about and uh, something that I'm, I am happy he was proactive about was making sure that all of our all of councillors with town were, were engaged with committees um I, i'd like to i'm on three of them the committee of adjustment um the the sports hall of fame and the uh, accessibility advisory committee the committee of adjustment i find very very engaging uh, there's always something new always a, a fun way to engage with with residents trying to accomplish something um but the accessibility advisory committee i think is unique um not among municipalities but in the town of gravenhurst and that we have a different perspective than a lot of people but one that a lot of people can relate to um so you know we try to accomplish things be engaged in the town we try and make sure that town assets are accessible to you know to provincial standards and we try to engage with our our businesses and our partners and make sure that they have the information they need to service everyone in gravenhurst uh what would you say is on your radar going (laughs) into the new decade what what is on the work one thing that i brought up in on the work plan going forward for the next five years um is to really engage uh through social media with our with our stakeholders the town businesses uh, and visitors and residents and make sure that everyone's sort of having the same conversation around what accessibility means to them how Gravenhurst is accessible and where it's not uh, and how everyone can engage one thing I've said early on since I've been part of the accessibility advisory committee was if we're going to be a destination town why not make it the most accessible one all right we're going to bring the mayor into the conversation. Sure. Welcome back. Thank Happy you. New Year. Thank you. you were Thanks, on last Jason. weekend with your with your wife. I was on Sweet Spots last week. I so was. I, I was able to hear a couple of <laughs> things yeah. and get yeah. a couple of ideas for yeah. for the yeah. show. But I also wanted to talk first off about budget because we're going into sure. this process. Yeah. Um, it's an earlier process for the mm-hmm. town and mm-hmm. uh, a combined uh, operating mm-hmm. and capital. Right on. Um, yeah. How has it been so far? Well, we're as you say, we're in the early stages of uh, really councillors having the information and the public 
that's out on the public domain through the website, and binders that are available, hard copy. Uh, so it's out there in the public right now, and people are reviewing the budget lines for all of the departments. It's very open and transparent for the entire community, including counselors. And, and they're in the process now of analyzing that and putting forward questions with regard to clarification to the various directors of de- different departments on that. So there's a public uh, budget meeting on January the 18th at the town hall, which will be first thing in the morning at 930, I think it is, to 1130, something like that. And we, you know, again, encourage the public come and voice their, their opinions about what uh, the town should be doing with regard to budget. And so, and councillors will be there to hear uh, public's comments. So, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we are earlier absolutely than we have been in many, in the last five years I've been on council, actually, to do both of them at the same time. And, and ideally, our council is hoping to have this all approved, both capital and, uh, and uh, operating by the first week of February. So, so there were a few things that I picked up from the first mm-hmm. meeting where the uh, the budget was tabled yep. um, just before we went into Christmas. Uh, 2.8 was mm-hmm. the uh, proposed increase. Is this an acceptable amount? Is this something that you'll uh, counselors will will debate about or lower or will it go up higher? Is, how does <laughs> yeah. that process work? Your guess is as good as ours on that one. I mean, we really don't know. I mean, it's the the uh, staff uh, senior leadership team certainly got together and went through, but budgets for all the departments, making determination what was appropriate for their department, and looking for uh, council approval based on that information. It may very well be that that council doesn't agree that, that a particular department needs a particular item. Um, and that will be a conversation that will take place when we bring forward motions later on in the budget process. So so really, um, I believe that the budget that was brought forward to us was, was prudent in that the the council, uh, they don't just bring forward anything they want to do. They That has all been d- discussed and determined prior to coming to council. So so it really becomes a question of council as to whether that it, it's too much, too little, um, you name it. Um, and capital continues to be a challenge for us. Graham, what were your first impressions from the uh, the tabling of the budget and uh, how do you see this uh, process playing out? Well, uh, what comes to mind is, is our process from last year. Um, you know, we, we received the budgets, capital and operating, we kind of chipped away at them. Um, you know, some things were pushed on down the road, some things were removed. Uh, I'm hoping this year we can really focus on keeping in mind that five-year plan that we're trying to develop um, making sure we're stable this year but not just pushing things off into later years and letting you know our future future selves deal with it so I'm hoping that's really on the forefront of a lot of people Um, I think we've 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 given staff a target uh, but I really like to see their ideas come forward and let us debate on whether it's it's a appropriate Mm -hmm. direction for the town so that's what I'm really looking forward to right now budget survey results came up this was something that uh, we went out to the public earlier in 2019 we asked them what they thought about uh, some of the priorities should be and Fire protection, prevention, town roads, maintenance, and snow clearing were the top three. Do you, do you agree with those? That is correct. Having been there, uh, that clearly was the uh, the priority for the community that were there at that, that day in August. Um, the interesting part about that conversation was uh, when the second part of it was, that first of all, the first part was to prioritize what were the important pieces. And, and as you say, that's what was prior- prioritized. The second part of it was, what would you eliminate? And that was very much a difficult challenge for those that attended that meeting because they were put in the place of a of a counselor and a counselor having to make a decision about what gets cut. And that's not easy. It's easy to add. It's not easy to where you cut. 
And it's not easy to cut off the mayor as well as we go into our first break here uh, on Lake Effect. You're listening to Muskoka Magazine, and we're going to be back. We have a whole bunch of other topics to talk about with Mayor Paul Kelly and Councillor Graham Murray. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Lake Effect on Hunter's Bay Radio. Welcome back to Lake Effect on Hunter's Bay Radio. Jason Harnett, along with you, the Town of Gravenhurst broadcast podcast with Mayor Kelly and Councillor Graham Murray. Mental health, a top priority in terms of youth council and uh, a top priority for yourself, Mayor. Um, There's been a significant increase in the concern around mental health and addiction, particularly in our community, which was sparked by a particular incident that happened with one of our students in grade 12 at the high school. That was back in September. And that really hit a lot of people, including the high school students, the people in the community, because they were they were uh, citizens of our community. And uh, in fact, uh, the mom and dad are, are uh, employees for the district. And so it was a very important piece that hit our community. Uh, consequently, at the same time, um, I was hearing from a number of different organizations that wanted to be involved and have some input into mental health and addiction. Um, And going even further back, when the Youth Council was created in Gravenhurst here, one of the very first initiatives the youth talked about was the importance of youth mental health. And so this goes back to a a year ago now when we first met with that group. So what happened as a result of that? There was a lot of groups. Um, The community would know that recently the Rotary Club actually had a donation of over a million dollars, a million dollars to support mental health, youth mental health in Gravenhurst. Um, and so besides that, the YMCA has a program, the OPP has a program, the YWCA has a program. So the initiative around this is we're meeting Tuesday to try to get everybody in the same room so that we all talk about what it is we're trying to accomplish here so that, that we're not stepping on each other's toes, that we have a sense about what the direction is. And, and to look at two aspects of mental health, one is the reactive part. What do we do when something happens but but also to actually get the groups to talk about being proactive what do we need to, what do we need to do to be proactive to hopefully prevent some of the things rather than reactive after so it's a big meeting we have over I think it's over 40 now that are planning on coming and so it'll be an interesting conversation and then hopefully through that will determine next steps all right um, mm-hmm. you know when I when I think of mental health and my own personal mental health yeah, what gets me through a lot of that is is activity, physical activity, mm-hmm. and and here we have Graham Murray, an athlete. Uh, what do you think about that? Maybe are, are kids as active as they should be? Uh, I don't think I, myself or Paul are professionals in the area, area of mental health, but what we do have is experience with uh, different people in different areas. And um, I just wanted to comment on Paul's previous statements on uh, you know moving from housing to mental health, and I think that's a, a great. Uh, um, great action by the youth council being able to pivot like that and bring forward the uh, the priority of mental health uh personally i i've i've been provided the tools as an athlete to deal with mental health mm-hmm. challenges so uh, i haven't had it easy through my entire career even even switching from an athlete to just uh, average citizen um but mm-hmm. it's been it you know part of that is being able to engage with your your support network uh, and I think that's where a lot of people get tricked up is there's uh, a, a real challenge in finding those people, um, in my experience anyway, mm-hmm. uh, yep. being able to surround yourself with a supportive network. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be a challenge for many people. 
And that certainly has been the case with some in, in our community, and, and not just in Gravenhurst. I mean, this is this is a provincial and a nationwide issue. Um, this is not new. Um, and to your point, Graham, I think that the challenge that for many have, families that support those that are dealing with mental health issues, who do they go to, where do they go, and and also the person that is dealing with it, seeing the need for it. And, and so those are part of the problem, part of the challenge is making sure that everyone knows what's out there to support people. Do you see this though as being um, a local municipality's issue? Is, is should it should it be the second tier government that is is managing this and and promoting uh, mental health, or, or should it be the first tier government? Well, in fact, uh, as part of the conversation coming to this, um, was with in fact uh, some of the staff from district uh, district of Muskoka will be at the meeting next week for exactly that reason. Canadian Mental Health is there because they have a provincial and a local um, overview of uh, of mental health. I think I think the the critical part around all of this is is making sure that all of the parties in the room are familiar with what everybody else is doing. And I think that isn't the case. And, and you know, what ends up happening if you don't do that is that you end up stepping on each other's toes. Graham, yeah. right? Being, you know, being on council, I think we're the ones on the ground in the community engaging mm-hmm. with our residents. So mm-hmm. we need to be able to recognize when those, when those issues come mm-hmm. up. So not often people are going to reach out to us and say, Hey, I'm, I'm having this issue. Sure. What, what are you as a counselor going to do? Like, what does the, what does mm-hmm. the town of Gravenhurst do to support me and my mental health? But mm-hmm. we need to be able to recognize those groups and and know the resources available so we can direct as well you know totally funny you both brought this up because that this actually came up in the budget survey as well because there's still a lot of confusion around district services mm-hmm. and town services mm-hmm. and i hear it uh, being at town office all the time people yeah. they're not sure where they should go when when, when garbage comes up mm-hmm. or roads um so it's still confusing to some and, and our taxes are a little bit confusing because a portion goes to the school yep. boards a portion yep. goes to the district yep. and a portion comes to us so it can be a little confusing i guess it is confusing i don't I don't deny it. I mean, sitting on, on district council, it's confusing at times, quite honestly. Um, there, the, the whole governance issue and uh, upper tier and lower tier, that, uh, that conversation is continuing on. Um, it didn't end with the uh, review by the province to say that they weren't going to do anything further. In fact, both the district level and CAOs are, uh, and, and uh, mayors are meeting to discuss uh, what does that look like for the future. You're absolutely right, Jason. Uh, there's lots of confusion over, you know, Graham, I'm sure, gets calls about garbage and his community and who's dealing who's dealing with this and it's not him absolutely no but you know we have to know where where to direct people right Mm -hmm. yeah a development came up a lot in your uh, interview last weekend on Muskoka Magazine, Sweet mm-hmm. Spots. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something that, that stuck out for me. It was um, the available space at the Cottage Country Family yeah. Medical Center. So that's the space mm-hmm. above town office. Above the medical center, yeah, of the Cottage Country Family what, Health Center. What's Pen. happening with that space? So that, that space was created way back when the building was built. And um, after the Cottage Country Family Health Team was in, uh, the second floor never really did get development and basically it's the same square footage as what's below with the exception of the center of that the health center um what we're hoping to do is is attract uh, some of those people that are having difficulty with space for an example Canadian Mental Health Association is looking for permanent space. Uh, th- th- there may be a possibility of a hospice, hospice support for our community. Uh, healthcare, we, we, I, I continue to argue that Gravenhurst re- receives 
little if none from our health providers in Muskoka. And we, and we, we see that with no walk-in clinic. We see that without, without having hospital here. And so as a result of that, we, we believe, and I think there's support around it, that to try to move forward to do, use that second floor because there are a lot of people that are looking for space. And we do, even though we do have some empty buildings, uh, that isn't what they need. And, and the locations are not necessarily where they want to be. So either. ultimately yeah. you're yeah. looking to fill that space. That, yeah, I think that's, okay. that. our hope is that, correct. Um, a group called Sky Devco, have you heard from them? They no. posted something. They're part of a potential new expansion project to Gravenhurst rental apartments and, and potentially proposal for a hotel in the, the oh. Canadian Tire. Oh, I think you might be referring plaza. to Skyline. Yeah, Possibly, so, so yeah. yeah, so when Rio Can, which was at Southward Canadian Tire Sobies and the liquor store is, Rio Can sold that property to Skyline. And so Skyline has owned the property since last February. And so they are in the process of developing plans with regard to that property. And they specialize, no surprise, um, you can go on the website, they specialize in, in rental apartments. And uh, so they, they're developing a plan, which they plan on taking to the public in early this year uh, to get feedback from the community. And one of the areas that we've continued to struggle with is not having enough rental accommodation. Do you hear yeah. that, Graham, in your ward? Yeah, we get, we get a lot of people trying to develop their residence as multi-unit and mm -hmm. a significant amount of pushback against neighbors uh, against, you know, multi-residential mm -hmm. units sort of next door to each other where, where it used to be built or it was developed for a single residence. Um, so it would be really nice to see some multi-residential units sort of go vertical rather than rather than squeeze into a single space. Yeah. Um, it would be nice to see that plan and, and what they what they plan to do. Yeah, I think it'll be shared with council and with the community in the within the next couple of months. I think definitely would be very exciting. Mm -hmm. and, and other exciting news that we learned this week: a new licensed childcare operator in Gravenhurst. Uh, mm -hmm. The district worked working along with the town yep. on that. Yep, yep. Uh, fifteen new spaces. You mm -hmm. might need on one list. of those spaces at, yeah. at one, one time. <laughs> He's on the list. Um, <laughs> as we wrap up, you're having another mayor's open door, January 31st. Correct. Yeah, at the town hall this time around. And uh, it's open to anybody that would like to come over and have a chat about any issue. And usually people take that time. So look forward to meeting with everybody. Would you consider doing something online, uh, maybe a social interactive uh, open door? Uh, I would, although I prefer to meet face-to-face. I just find being on social media, you can't get and have the conversation that you really need to have. And it's very difficult for people to say what they want to say on an email. And often people that come there don't have access to social media. So it's for sure, I think it's important to do what we're doing. It may be something to consider for the future. We are, by the way, um, we are moving forward to a new TV show um, with the mayor and and counselors will be there as TV, well. So we, radio, I know, I know, I know. So there'll be a film out soon. And the stay mayor. tuned for Gravener's Connections on Kojko, which will be happening in February. You could ask Graham if he'd, he'd like to be a, the first he, guest. He will be. <laughs> yeah. Thank you both for, for stopping in our first show on Lake, Lake Effect for the new year. And, uh, uh, lots more to cover, but we'll have to catch you another time. Great. Thanks, thanks Jason. Thanks thank for you. having me. Thank you. And thank you all for tuning in this morning. You can find today's show on our podcast at gravenhurst.ca slash lake effect. That's on the Podbean podcasting or muskokaradio.com on SoundCloud. Until next time, have a great weekend. More Muskoka Magazine ahead on Hunter's Bay Radio 88.7 FM. <laughs>